Hello, foodies, and welcome to the Dining on the Dime podcast. We give you the latest foodie news, give you tips to help you save on monthly food budgets, and we'll throw in some recipes and cooking tips, too. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Wilson and John Cole. Okay, everyone, welcome to the show. This is live from home. Um, Here's what you're going to hear today. Today is the great foodie debate. We're going to take popular foodie uh, controversies and we're going to give our opinions and we want you to participate. If you hear a topic that you're interested in, simply tweet at us at dining on a dime one on Twitter, tweet your opinion uh, or email us your opinion and we will read it live on the air. Let's get started. First foodie debate. Is a hot dog a sandwich? It has meat. It's inside of bread. Is that a sandwich? I'll go first, then uh, Matt, and then Amaris. Uh, My opinion is it is a sandwich. It's meat inside of bread. Just so everyone knows, I found out that Webster actually considers a hot dog a sandwich. Matt, your opinion. Well, Kevin, I think I'm going to have to agree with you based on just a technicality. Because to me, yeah. a, a sandwich is, well, it, it's something in between bread, right? So I can't really say that a hot dog isn't a sandwich. The only issue I have is that it's just, uh, a hot dog, I guess, would be, it's a roll, right? Not yeah, a bun. Yeah. People say yeah. hot dog bun, and that always confuse me. But I guess technically hot dog sandwich uh, it's hard for me to disagree with you there. All right. Amherst, what is your opinion? I would say that if you base it on your the description of meat between two pieces of bread, um, you can argue that it is a sandwich. But I disagree. I don't think that it's a sandwich because it's it's not two separate you know pieces of bread. It's a it's a piece of bread that's kind of cut in half. Um, and it's, it's not something where you're going to put, I mean, I guess you can put lettuce and tomatoes and stuff like that, but I'm like, you don't really build a hot dog the way you would build a sandwich with, you know, where it would be flat and then you stack it. So I, I think that I would think that, um, a hot dog is more of its own little entity, um, subcategory, if you will. All right. And our listeners at home, give us your opinion at Dining on a Dime 1 on Twitter or email diningonadime at yahoo.com. My co-hosts are Matt Maratea. He is our alcohol expert. Uh, He'll give more information about what he has going on at the end of the show. And then food photojournalist Amaris Pollock. Uh, She is our second co-host. And and we're just going to keep going. You ready for this? Our next topic Do you put ketchup on hot dogs? Is ketchup appropriate for a hot dog? I'm going to say yes. I've always eaten my hot dogs with ketchup. Uh, Matt Maritaya. Look, I'm not going to begrudge someone who wants to put ketchup (laughs) on a hot dog. Um, You know, everyone's a a kid at one point, I think. Um, But I, I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't. I haven't put ketchup on a hot dog in a long time. Okay, Amherst. Um, I put ketchup and 
you know, muster. Not together, um, never together, but it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. You know, do I want something on the sweeter side, which, you know, ketchup, let's face it, there's tons of sugar that's in that the ketchup. Um, so if I want something that's a little sweeter, like I'll, I'll have ketchup, but most of the time I go for mustard because I like that, that tang and that little extra bite. Um, I'm going to guess that Matt's there with me with uh, having the mustard on it. On it. Right. Uh, well, I mean, if you want some sweetness, that's why they invented honey mustard. <laughs> I, I mean, right. I don't think I've ever had honey mustard on a hot dog. I don't know if I would do that. Have you have you had a honey mustard on a hot dog, Matt? Of course, I've had honey mustard. I've had brown mustard, spicy mustard, Dijon. I mean, I used to work in a previous lifetime. I worked at the Philly Pretzel Factory, so. Mm. I became quite, you know, the mustard connoisseur, if you will. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. But yeah, I, I, mean, I, I just think I, you could put almost any type of mustard on it. But ketchup just really, uh, it, it just doesn't have the right taste for me anymore. I like uh, my typical dog construction is going to be like a spicy. Uh, lately, I've been using a Polish mustard with uh, horseradish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, some chopped onions and then a little bit of relish. That's my go-to. I mean, dog. that sounds that sounds awesome. Um, that's something that I would get down with. <laughs> but uh, well, I mean, really, you're laughing, but it's honest. Like, I I definitely like you know the mustard variety, and like he named off of you know all types of different mustards you can add, and and it's perfect. Whereas ketchup, I feel like. Your option are your options. I mean, they've been doing a little bit of a switch up now, so you can get the sriracha ketchup, and um, I think I think I've seen like an um, a truffled one one time, but like for the most part, ketchup is ketchup and it's basic. Um, so, I mean, what's your opinion? Why okay. why do you go with uh, with ketchup there? I, I enjoy ketchup on a hot dog. It's just uh, the way I was raised. I've always done it. Uh, but let's move on to the very controversial foodie debate. Now, the, you guys have to get ready for this. Dig in. This debate sent Twitter in a storm. How do you guys store your ketchup? Do you store it out of the fridge in a cabinet or do you put it in the fridge? I actually have never refrigerated ketchup ever. Uh, so I'm going to say in a cabinet, but this really caused a lot of stir on Twitter. Uh, our folks at home at Dining on a Dime One on Twitter, give us your thoughts. If you're listening to this tomorrow, a week or a year from now, still tweet at us. Uh, I have never refrigerated ketchup. It's always been in the in the cabinet. Uh, Matt, go ahead. What do you do with your ketchup? Refrigerator or no refrigerator? I honestly didn't know that you didn't have to refrigerate ketchup uh, <laughs> until about right now. <laughs> so you're, you're telling me you just keep it in the pantry and it's fine? What? That's it. Do you have an incredibly cold house or? <laughs> I know. I was going to say, like, doesn't it say on the label to refrigerate after opening? Uh, I've never done it. Never have. 
Oh, no, I'm not saying I'm not contesting that you've never done it. 100% I believe you. But um, I'm, I'm saying out there to our listeners, um, doesn't the label say refrigerate after opening? Because I know most companies <laughs> say that. You know, and so I'm I'm on team refrigerate. All but, right. uh, so you guys, it, it's two against one on that one. <laughs> All right. Now I we didn't... are in the Philadelphia area. If you're listening to this episode in California, we had a lot of listeners in Ohio last week. I so I think all of us are going to have the same answer for this next debate. But the question is, is it a sub, a hoagie, or a hero? Obviously, I'm going to say hoagie. Matt. Oh, hoagie, 100%. Exactly. Amherst? Unless unless we're talking meatballs. Yeah, that That's is true. You, so you add meatballs. Meatball. Go ahead, Amherst. I, I feel like it's, you know, if it's hot, it's a sub. If it's cold, it's a hoagie. Hmm. That's interesting. All right, well, we have 50 of these, so we're going to keep rolling. <laughs> I I always thought everything was a hoagie, but I guess you're right. Yeah, I, I agree. Hmm. Pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? I say nay. Nay. <laughs> Matt? Well, I have to say, I, I tend to have some harsh opinions on pizza. Pineapple on pizza is one of my... Biggest pet peeves, bugaboos, whatever, if you will. If you're putting pineapple on pizza, then I'm, oof, I'm, I'm gonna be hesitant. I'm gonna be hesitant around you for the, the duration of the rest of the meal, and then, you know, I'm gonna be watching you closely as a person to see what you do afterwards. <laughs> All right, I'm, next I'm, I'm, go ahead, Amherst. What? No, I was just going to say, like, I question, like, why would you eat something that's got tomato sauce that's hot with, well, I mean, I guess they grill tomatoes, but, or, um, sorry, grill uh, pineapples. But yeah, pizza definitely does not go along with uh, pineapple. <laughs> now, All I, right. understand, I understand mixing pineapple, you know, a little sweet, savory combination, like an al pastor taco. Those I really enjoy, but... <laughs> Just pizza on uh, pineapple and pizza, it just it doesn't work. But I'm one of those people who thinks if you have more than two ingredients on a pizza, then well, what are you doing? Well, why? <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely like Tacanelli's. I love Tacanelli's. They just they limit it um, to two ingredients on the pizza. But I, I that's something I would love to see um, our listeners react to because I know that pizza on pineapple is a love or hate you know relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, you guys at Dining on Dime One on Twitter or email Dining on Dime at Yahoo.com. We will read them on the air. Uh, whoever responds to that. Next question. Next debate. When you make a sandwich, do you cut it in a square or do you cut it in a triangle? I actually do triangle. For the peanut um, butter and for the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you know, and two pieces, of, you just cut it. I cut mine in triangles. I mean, is there any kind of like psychology behind that? I, I, I just eat the sandwich most of the time without oh, you cutting don't cut it. it. Oh. Yeah. I'm a non-cutter. <laughs> <laughs> Matt? Go ahead, Matt. Uh, yeah, I, 
don't ordinarily cut my sandwiches. Um, if I have to make a, a decision here on this, I got to go across. I think it should be in a triangle. Good job. That's Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, All I right. think that it works for not just a PB&J, but most sandwiches, I think it gives you a better angle if you got to dip the sandwich in something or say like toast, right? If you're dabbing up some egg, you get those nice points and those corners that you can kind of crush into sure. it. I think it just works from a surface area standpoint. Okay. okay. So I need to add now, if I cut it, most of the time it's just for photographs. And I will say if I have to cut it for photographs, I cut it in half, not for, well, for angles actually for the photograph, but not for like dipping purposes. But I can see where you, you came into play with that, with that mat. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we're, uh, if you're just turn, uh, tuning in, we get a lot of people to tune in uh, starting at segment two. Uh, we are doing the great foodie debate. I took 50 topics that I found that were trending on Twitter, etc., and around the internet. And I wrote them down, and we are actually debating a lot of uh, 50 controversial foodie uh, issues. Uh, let's go. I'll tell you what, guys. Let's go to break, and we'll come back with segment two. And when we come back in segment two, it, the question is going to be, do you fold a slice of pizza uh, before you eat it? Do you fold it? Taylor, let's go to... Uh, commercial hey everyone check out our new podcast it's called learn about world cuisine each week we take a different country greece italy ireland and we examine the country itself and we examine the cuisine and we give you fascinating facts about both the country and the cuisine uh our beer expert, Matt Maritay, also is on the show, and he'll give you the best alcohol pairings with that cuisine. My co-host, Peter DeFeo, is a world traveler. So what happens is we give you mind-blowing facts about the country and the cuisine, and then my co-host, Peter DeFeo, gives you his real-life experience in that country. It's a fascinating show. If you like to learn and have fun at the same time, Go to your favorite podcast platform and search Learn About World Cuisine, and you're going to love the show. Also, go to Google and put in Learn About World Cuisine Podcast. And if you like to learn and have fun at the same time, you're going to love that show. Okay, we are back. You are listening to The Great Foodie Debate. I have found 50 foodie topics that are very controversial. And we are going through, it's myself, uh, Matt Maratea, our alcohol expert, and food photo journalist, Amaris Pollock, and we are doing the debate. Okay, our next question. When you eat your pizza, do you fold it? I do not, Matt. How I do guess you eat your to a minimal degree, I believe, I fold it. I sort of, you know, I, I have the one hand hold and I guess I break it in the middle of the crust and then push it up on the side slightly, but it's not a dramatic fold. I'm never touching <laughs> end to end on the crust. There's just a slight bend in. I, I'll go with that, a bend in. <laughs> Amorous? 
Um, I, uh, I, I fold just the tip and, um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I I do. I fold just the tip and I'll eat that part because you know, when you're holding it, that the end of the the pizza, like kind of is a little floppy. So I don't like the flop. So I fold it over. So it's a little bit more, um, it stands up on its own. And I realize what that actually sounds like as I'm saying it, but, um, but that, that is where I fold it. And that's the only part. Okay. I may have said freezer for the ketchup. I meant refrigerator. Cause I, we just had, okay. I might've said freezer, but I meant refrigerator for the ketchup. I agree with you guys though on that one. All right, let's move on. Uh, oh, here's a good debate that I loved. And if you guys have an opinion, Keep in mind, Twitter at Dining on a Dime 1 uh, and email us Dining on a Dime at Yahoo.com. I was happy to see this was a debate because I've been doing this for years. Do you guys put salt on your watermelon? Do what? you salt your watermelon? I absolutely do, Matt. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think. Absolutely. Yeah, without it, it's just so watery and it can be so sweet. I think it really needs the, that salt to balance it out. I've Amber? never done that. I mean, I want to try now, but I've never oh. done that. Let me tell you guys. Let me tell you guys and the, we, we, the listeners at home. Putting salt on a watermelon dramatically increases the taste. It is fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic. You have to try it, Amherst. I definitely want to try it. It's almost like um, I had I had learned uh, later on in life that if you not it's a, it's not watermelon, but if you take ice cream like something basic like your basic vanilla or your basic chocolate and um, sprinkle a little bit of cinnamon on it, it actually like pulls that flavor out more and just adds an extra um, profile to it. It makes it taste that much better. So I'm I'm hoping that if I add salt, it'll taste really good. That's actually a great idea. I never thought of that. All Hmm. right. Next debate. How do you guys like your chicken wings? Do you eat the the flats or the chicken wing drums? I'd eat the flats. Matt? Uh, I am absolutely on team flats. I think you just get, (laughs) I think that's the best bite of the whole chicken. Uh, I think it's more conducive for dunking. And a nice yes. blue cheese. Uh, I think it's just more tender. It's a little bit easier to hold. It's you know, the, the drumstick. It's got an awkward weight, you know, on the other end. So you're always trying to maneuver it. The wing is the perfect chicken vehicle. The flat, right? Yes. Sorry. The flat. Yeah. OK, Amherst. I'm not into dipping. I um, oh. I actually prefer it straight. And uh, so I prefer the drums. And, you know, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again, and I will forever say it. I like meat. So I like the drum where I can just bite into a juicy chunk of it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, the awkward weight aside, that doesn't bother me. I'd rather bite into a, a big chunk of meat. Let me ask you guys a question. Is it me or do the drums seem to have more grizzle and fat? Uh, that's it just seems they like they can. I, yeah. They can have have extra, but you know that that's with any meat. 
yeah. you know, if you get a, a larger portion of meat, there's always a, a more of a chance that there's going to be more grizzle. Um, but not all the time. Okay. Hey, uh, yeah, next debate. I, I'm going to take my chance with the flats and getting right. an all around great wing experience. I mean, even just a just a flat. I don't need to dip that in blue cheese. If I got a good enough sauce, I can have that Amherst's way. You know, just straight, nice chunk of meat. Uh, I really don't think there's any need to risk going for the grizzle there with the drumstick. But <laughs> yeah, but then you're also like battling the bones. <laughs> you know, you 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 have yeah. to like fight the little in between area, and I just I'm not into that. I, I've been at this a long time. I know my way around some chicken bones. <laughs> I can I can maneuver it out of those bad boys. I mean, like all in all, they're wings, so they're good. Yes. You you, you can't go wrong with. Well, I mean, you can if somebody makes them wrong, but like wings are awesome. Yeah. All right, next debate, and I just want to let everyone know, you guys can chime in. Uh, add Dining on a Dime 1 on Twitter or email us, diningonadimeyahoo.com. I'm going to really start some, stir some stuff right now. Here's the thing. What do you guys call the end piece of bread? I have always called it the nose, and I get laughed at. I call the end piece of bread the nose of the bread. Matt? The... Oh, uh, that's the all-crust. The all-crust. All yeah. Yes. Yeah. I call it the nose of the bread. I, I usually just call it the reject. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't call it anything but the end piece. I don't have some sort of saying for it. But I actually, it depends on the bread where uh, whether or not I reject it like Matt does. I have always said nose of the bread, and I said it to somebody in the foodie world, and they laughed at me. They had never heard of that. I've always called it the nose. I didn't. Well, I mean, laugh. where did you where did you pick it up from? Like, uh, you know, uh, if growing up, that's just what you know we used to call it. But I've always called it the nose. Yeah, I never, I didn't pick it up from anywhere particular, but it's always been something I called. Does that uh, mean the end piece is the tail? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, next debate is going to be controversial. This went on Twitter. It was a big deal. Uh, how do you guys pronounce caramel? I say caramel. What do you say, Matt? Caramel. Exactly. Amorous? Yeah. I also go with caramel. I have always said caramel. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's, is it like really controversial? Like, it's just how it, somebody's. It trended on Twitter. Somebody started the debate and it ended up being uh, popular enough to trend. See, I to wonder. Me, hmm. Sorry. I sorry. For me, it was always uh, Carmel was like somebody's name, right? Like there's a, <laughs> right. there's a, there's a Mount Carmel, right? Yeah. Caramel is that silky smooth candy-like substance mm. that's how i always sort of saw it you know what that's actually a great point i never thought about it that way uh what, what is your reasoning amaris 
I mean, I'm just wondering if it's something cool, cool as I trip over the word, um, local, since I can't say, see what I was trying to say. Um, I, I, I'm wondering if it's something local to where you grow up, you know, like we're all from the Northeast as far as I know. And right. so, you know, like whereabouts in the Northeast did you grow up? You know, is, is that part of why you say it the way you say yeah, uh, I just have always said it that way. A lot of these are stuff I've always done that I didn't know were controversial. <laughs> so until I until I did the research for this show, I had no idea that nose of the bread is a controversy. So okay, but did you grow up learning to say uh, caramel? Yeah, it was always caramel. said. Yeah, it was always um, said. I've always said caramel. I've never said caramel in my entire life. I don't even know what that's about. <laughs> so I have no idea. All right, let's uh, keep moving. The next debate is where do you put your cheese when you're making a cheeseburger? Do you put it on the top or do you put it on the bottom of the meat when you're making your own cheeseburger? Or do uh, you put it inside? Or do you put it inside? I have always put my cheese on the top, and I I never thought about it putting it under the uh, the burger. But if I once I read about that, I was like, you know what? If you put it under, the heat is going to melt it, right? Mm -hmm. So I never thought of it, uh, but I've always put mine on the top, Matt. I, I I'm a top of the top of the burger kind of guy. Um, yeah, I maybe if I was to go double cheese, I could put it under. But I think especially making burgers on the grill, you got to throw it just right on top of there and you wait for those ends to wilt down. And that's sort of how, you know, you're ready to go. It's, to me, I it's mean, a, more of an indicator. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to wait until the burger is cooked a certain amount of time. And then, of course, yes, you put the, the topper of the cheese. But why not go hog wild and go one on the bottom and one on the top? Because no matter what, that heat will melt the cheese. Um, and then you can always go extra hog wild and do the stuffed one like I had mentioned and put it in the middle. You know, but that's for cheese lovers only. <laughs> but do you, put a, do you put a block in the middle? Like, how do you... Yeah, you you take you take like a chunk of cheese and or you can um, take shredded cheese when you're mixing up your your meat um, and, and have shredded cheese within the, the burger or you make a regular burger meat with, you know, your um, steak sauce or Worcestershire sauce. Sorry. And, you know, the, the breading and your seasonings and mix that up and then, you know, make a small a small patty. Then, you know, make a divot, put, put the cheese, a chunk of cheese there, then put another little small, you know, hunk of meat, kind of press it together, put that little, you know, devil okay. in, in the middle, and there you go. Okay, so. we got two minutes. Yeah. I, I actually, that's actually a great tip. I didn't think of that. We got two minutes, so let's do an easy one. Do you eat your Oreos whole, or do you take the top off and eat the middle first. I always take the top off, Matt, of the Oreo cookie. Uh, I like to eat the top off. I do, I'll do the dunk, 
I'll bite the top <laughs> off, and then I ha and then I eat the cream. But you're not eating half. the whole Oreo, right? You're not just shoving the whole Oreo in your mouth. Right. Yeah. Okay. Amorous. Um, I go between the two. So there are times when I will eat without um, dissecting it for all intents and purposes. And then it, there are times where I want that extra sweetness and I will pull the top off, put it aside, scrape the cream off, add it to another one and kind of smush it together and, you know, go from there. Okay, we are doing the great foodie debate. I have 50 foodie topics that are very controversial. I got these from the Internet, and they, some of these trended on Twitter. If you're listening at home, please give us your feedback. Email diningonadime at yahoo.com e, or, or Twitter. Tweet us at diningonadime with the number one, at diningonadime1. When we come back from break... We're going to find out, do we eat our ketchup on the fries or do we put the ketchup on the side for dunking? Let's take a break. You can find Table for One, written by Dining on a Dime's own Kevin Wilson at Barnes and & Noble and Amazon.com. Okay, we are back. We want, our, we want feedback from everybody listening. It doesn't matter if it's tomorrow or next year. At Dining on a Dime, number one on Twitter. Tweet us. Say, hey, I listened to the great foodie debate. Here's my opinion, dot, dot, dot. Email us, diningonadime, yahoo.com. All right, the pressing question, and this is a very controversial topic. Do you guys put your ketchup on the fries themselves, or do you put the ketchup on the side and dip the fries in the ketchup? I actually put it on the fries themselves, and I eat it with a fork. And I know that might sound crazy, but I do eat my fries with a fork with ketchup on the top. Matt? Ketchup goes on the side. Uh, I like to make myself a nice pile of ketchup. Sometimes I'll add a little bit of ground pepper to it or a dash of Louisiana hot sauce, make my own little mix. But I, I keep my ketchup separate. I don't want it sort of just sitting drenching on the fries i don't want an uneven coating because then you have to constantly reapply when you take a layer of fries off uh, i go on the side definitely okay amorous i take the ketchup i put it on the side i hand it to somebody else and i grab some honey mustard <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a ketchup girl with my fries. <laughs> oh, yeah. How about that? Well, what do you put? Are there any uh, tricks that you use uh, for your fries, or do you just put uh, vinegar or something? No, 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 no. I I will dip my fries. Actually, this here this might actually ca cause some uh, some reaction, but I will dip my fries in one of two things: um, honey mustard. And it has to have a, a, a good amount of salt because I don't know about you guys, but the fry to salt ratio needs to be perfect. You can't over salt your fries. Otherwise, who wants to eat them? And don't under salt them because you need seasoning. You need that, that you know, nice salty saltiness. But the other thing that I dip it in, and I learned this from one of my doctor friends, is uh chocolate ice cream <laughs> what i know it's crazy 
I know it sounds weird, but you have to trust me on this. Like at least try it. The salty sweet of the chocolate, like, um, sorry, not ice cream, the uh, chocolate milkshake. Like, oh, okay. That yeah, my bad. <laughs> um, the, the chocolate milkshake is, you know, you, you get the salty sweet. Um, I don't know why I said ice cream, but yeah. I mean, ice cream is in a milkshake, so whatever, same thing. <laughs> but I, I actually would love to see people's reaction um, to that one and see if they've tried it and if they're willing to. I have, but only in the context of Wendy's. I think Wendy's does it absolutely right. perfectly with their fries and the chocolate frosty. Oh, see, that's that's another debate I would like to bring up. The the bait of where you get your fries from, because Wendy's, I think they're they're a little limp. I like a, a nice crisp fry. Um, I know. I got to I got to weigh in on that because I'm a big fry guy. I, I love five guys and I love the fact that five guys does fresh potatoes. They have a different potato manufacturer like every day and they have the fry cutter. The, fry, the five guys fries are legit homemade fries and they cut them down and uh, uh, they're expensive as all get out. But uh, they're good. Okay, so, so when you let's do it for fun, let's do it for fun. I say five guys. Matt, your go-to fast food fry. Go-to fast food fry. Hmm. Uh, it's. I know we're doing. Yeah. Arby's. Arby's. Home of the curly yeah. fry. That's right. You're right. The, Good idea. The somewhat spicy curly fry. I literally, I had that earlier today because I was like starving and I was out and about, so I was like. Arby's fries. So it's funny you said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next debate is going to be a double. First question. How do you cut your bagel when you have bagels at home? How do you cut them? And the second tie into that question is, do you eat your bagel whole or do you cut it at all? All right. Here's my thing. I very rarely uh, get a bagel that's not already cut for me. So I, I eat bagels cut and toasted almost always. Uh, very rarely do I eat them from home, so I do not cut bagels. Uh, Matt, do you cut your bagel? And if you do, how do you cut it? You use a knife or whatever? Uh, yeah. Knife cut right uh, around the middle. Try to get two even halves. Amherst? I do two even halves right down the middle as well. Um, and the second part of that question, I think, was how you eat it. Um, I I typically eat it without toasting it um, and cream cheese. Oh. There are, you know, I've done locks and locks on it. Um, I've done just cream cheese. And um, if I took the only time I ever toast it is if I plan on using butter. Okay. All right. All right. Our next debate. When you make your chili with beans or without, I say with beans. Matt? I think beans is necessary. It adds, you know, that depth of flavor. I think it adds a nice consistency and a little bit of a texture change to it. I didn't realize that not having beans was an option. I thought... It, I thought chili was something that could be meat or meatless. I don't. 
It is. It is something. To me. Yeah. Um, Beans are definitely a go-to. And yes, you can have meatless chili. So. I don't know. Have you guys have you guys heard about this? Apparently, there are some. Now, I I don't want to judge the fine folks out in Cincinnati because I don't know them. (laughs) But apparently, these people will put chili on spaghetti. Oh, I've had that. Cowboy spaghetti, we call it. Yeah. It's like skyline chili or something, right? It's got cinnamon in it. Yep. I love it. I don't know how. I mean, I. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I, I don't know how to react to that. I absolutely love it. I used to have a diner I used to go to, and the owner and I knew each other, and he would make it for me, but it wasn't on the menu, but he would do it for me. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, is that too much of a far stretch from bouillon or, or um well, here's the thing uh you put the chili on the spaghetti because it's actually similar to a spaghetti it's not as similar to it's kind of like having a spaghetti sauce on the spaghetti you know or what i mean not. but it's chili yeah but it's chili so it's spicy so it's less bolognese but it's like more like um i'm gonna mess up names because I'm just fried, uh, but um, there is a spicy sauce that's out there that has meat in it, and I can't for the life of me say it right now. But um, but I'm like, it sounds like it's similar to that, just with beans in it too. I thought it brought out a lot of good flavor in the spaghetti. I I, I never had it before. I'm like you guys. I've never had it before until that diner owner that I used to know would make it for me, but it was not on the menu. But I feel I feel like it sounds like a meal that came about because somebody was like, I'm hungry and I have this and this and this is what I'm going to do. And then they liked it and it caught on. Probably. And I, I'm, I'm almost certain that he called it cowboy spaghetti. I could be wrong, but I'm almost certain that's what he called it. But I'm hmm. not sure. All right. We have a, our second round of food debates. And this has a lot of good ones. You ready for this? Sure. Do you, go. Do you guys twirl your spaghetti? Or do you cut it? I always twirl. Matt? Uh, I think, uh, well, twirl, obviously, yes. Uh, If you cut your spaghetti, I don't know. I I think maybe you should be put on a watch list of some sort. (laughs) (laughs) Or grow past the age of five. Just just eat SpaghettiOs at that point if that's what you're going to do. I got to be honest yeah. with you. A lot, of, a lot of people cut spaghetti, and I can't understand. I think that is so stupid. I just twirl it, and I'm there. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, hmm. I, I will say that I have seen, and I thought it was funny, but um, shorter pasta, like spaghetti pasta that's boxed, and it's it's like – a quarter to sometimes half the size of a normal spaghetti um, piece of pasta. And I, I w- thought it was very, very strange. But now you're saying that people cut it. And I'm like, why would yeah. why would you do that unless if you're five years old? And trust me, they got ripped for saying they cut it on Twitter. <laughs> but, and I feel uh, like I'm ripping good. on them, too. But, you know, why? Why as an adult would you cut your spaghetti? Please answer I me mean, that. I damned them to the mental institution, so I think you. <laughs> I think you bridge the gap between us. <laughs> All right, next debate. Once again, you're listening to the great foodie debate. Send us your thoughts. Uh, do you guys dip your bacon in syrup, and what's your opinion on that? I don't. 
Do you, uh, do you ever get bacon at a breakfast? Do you dip it in syrup? Matt? I'll drizzle a little syrup on it, uh, but I'm not going to dip. Not going to dip the bacon in it. Yeah, I, I try to avoid that. Um, although I will say I love the salty sweet combo of chocolate bacon. Um, but again, that's that, you know, that's a different little uh, add on altogether. I do. I try to avoid having syrup on my bacon. Okay. Like a, the, the breakfast foods don't touch. See, I, I have the same <laughs> thing. Like if I have a, a side of eggs with like some pancakes, I'm... I'm building a dam around the eggs to try to keep the syrup. <laughs> sure. I definitely I don't. Yeah, because I'm sorry, but syrup syrup belongs on French toast or pancakes, um, and sometimes, sometimes oatmeal, um, but definitely not. I, I don't like it on the bacon. All right, and it certainly it. shouldn't go on eggs. All right, we're almost in segment four already, and we still got twenty-five left. So I would—I just want to let everyone know that this one upset me, and I couldn't believe that people actually have this opinion. But is a pop tart a ravioli? They're saying because it has an outer crust and stuffing in it. There, there are people actually calling a pop tart a ravioli. Matt, uh, I'm offended on many levels by this as a longtime lover of pop tarts and someone who was once a child i'm offended uh <laughs> as an italian i'm offended um because it, it made me angry because i was like how could you even think a pop tart is a ravioli does that it, mean it, a pop tart is pasta that's what they're they're trying to argue is that it's it's a uh, carbohydrate-based meal that has stuffing in the middle. I saw this argument, and I was like, I scoffed at it, because I'm like, why would you ever assume or argue that it's a ravioli? I was it's offended. Not. I was offended. What, ra what ravioli has ever had fruit filling? <laughs> None. I've never seen, and like, honestly, raviolis are supposed to be like creamy or meaty. Um, that would, or that would make that would make like a, a Boston cream pie donut a ravioli. Exactly. Yeah, there are that exactly. Their argument. So is, either everything's is a ravioli, or there's all, or nothing is. I don't. <laughs> and that's exactly right. That's my opinion also. Go ahead, Amherst. No, I agree. Like there, there is no argument. There's no debate here. It is not ravioli. A pop tart's a pop tart. It's a breakfast food. Do you? I mean, I guess people could eat pasta for for breakfast. You know, right. especially in, in quarantine, it's it's everything's going. I I was <laughs> I was offended reading that. I couldn't believe there are people actually saying that. All right, let's move on. Uh, are raviolis? Since we're on ravioli, are raviolis considered dumplings? There are people out there that are actually calling raviolis dumplings. Matt, Ooh. I say no. I. I, I'm going down some type of deep dark hole here. I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, they they are not dumplings. They are in no way dumplings. Get Amherst. We got one minute. What's your thoughts? I have friends of all all um, ethnicities, and I do have some friends that that call dumplings raviolis because of the fact that they're pasta filled with some sort of thing. Um, 
And so I have friends who argue that it's the same thing. Okay. Um, I'm kind of neutral right now. All right. Well, we're about to go to break. When we come back, you put your butter in the fridge when we come back. Let's go to break. Hey, everyone. Check out our new podcast. It's called Learn About World Cuisine. Each week, we take a different country, Greece, Italy, Ireland, and we examine the country itself, and we examine the cuisine, and we give you fascinating facts about both the country and the cuisine. Uh, our beer expert, Matt Maratea, also is on the show, and he'll give you the best alcohol pairings with that cuisine. My co-host, Peter DeFeo, is a world traveler. So what happens is we give you mind-blowing facts about the country and the cuisine, and then my co-host, Peter DeFeo, gives you his real-life experience in that country. It's a fascinating show. If you like to learn and have fun at the same time, Go to your favorite podcast platform and search Learn About World Cuisine, and you're going to love the show. Also, go to Google and put in Learn About World Cuisine Podcast. And if you like to learn and have fun at the same time, you're going to love that show. Okay, welcome back, everyone. The Great Foodie Debate. We are debating 50 controversial foodie topics Send us your thoughts at Dining on a Dime, the number one on Twitter. Dining on a Dime, Yahoo.com. We'll read them on our next show. All right, here's what I found out. Now, I do this only out of necessity because I don't own a refrigerator. Look at our past shows. They have busted on me because uh, I don't own a refrigerator on purpose. Uh, you'll hear in the past shows uh, that, that little banter about it. Uh, so I don't have a refrigerator because I eat out every day. Uh, but I don't put butter in the fridge only for that reason. But normally, if I had a refrigerator, I would put butter in the fridge. Matt? I mean, since I buy butter, I guess about, uh, you know, like a four pack at a time, I'll store butter in the fridge but usually i keep butter out on the counter at all times and that's the butter that i'm using okay. i agree I'll, yeah, <laughs> I'll only have stored butter if i'm going to be baking something you know later but otherwise it's you know butter is always on hand and out of the fridge okay amaris i agree um i store butter that i'm not using inside my fridge and then the butter that I use is in a butter dish um, at room temperature. Because, you know, if you, we'll go back to the bagel. If you toast up a bagel and you have to, and you try to spread butter on anything um, that's, you know, a bread base, the butter kind of rips up the bread at times, or you have to wait for it to melt, or it doesn't melt because you waited too long. So, you know, if you have room temperature butter, there you go. It just melts. It's, it's already room temperature. Okay. I'm trying to stir up some mess. So I want you guys to give me feedback at yeah, uh, diningonadimeyahoo.com. These are 50 foodie debates. Some of these have trended on Twitter, uh, and we're giving our opinions. So let's start some trouble. All right. Uh, let's go with, oh, I just missed it. Do you eat peeps or not? I eat peeps. I love peeps. Thank you for peeps. Matt? 
by the Our truckload, Kevin. I'm a huge <laughs> peeps guy. <laughs> All right, Amorous. I I mean, if somebody gives me peeps, I I'll eat some of them, but I'm not really a peeps person, so uh, I I don't intentionally go out and buy them. All right, let's all start some trouble. Dining on a dime, yahoo.com. Get back to us. Here's the next question. Coke or Pepsi? I think Pepsi is way better than Coke. Matt? Uh, I think that you're out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a family show, rated G. Go ahead, Matt. Give us your thoughts. I just, I, I think Coke, whatever they figured out long ago, it's just sorry. It's, it, it's the superior soda. And I mean, really, Pepsi has nothing as good, even if conventional Coke isn't the same. Uh, Pepsi has nothing as good as Mexican Coke. Yes. Or the Mexican one that comes Coke in the glass bottle. I, enjoy, I yeah. enjoy that. I enjoy that. Yeah. The glass bottle Coke is definitely better than, you know, the plastic bottles and the cans. Um, All right. But I think all Coke is, is awesome as long as you put some rum in it. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, next topic, and we're trying to start some trouble. So get back to us. Dining on a dime, yahoo.com, at dining on a dime one on Twitter. All right, let's do it. What is your favorite? Oh, we did that. Crispy or soggy cereal? I love soggy cereal. It's just a thing I've always loved. No. I like my cereal soggy. Matt? I'm absolutely a cereal speed eater. Uh, if it starts to get soggy, I am out. Wow. Wow. Amorous? I do not like the soggy cereal. I like having that crunch. I'm with Matt on this one. I'm pro crunch. <laughs> wow. Wow, that shocks me. I, I always thought everyone loved soggy cereal. All right. I mean, up. I like the milk in the bowl because of the soggy cereal, but I'm not really a fan of the, the limp um, okay. cereal. I'll, I'll jump good. in. Not not a cereal milk guy either. I, really? Nope. Down the So drain. you would never I, go to, like, milk bar. <laughs> I, I mean, I would go there, but I'm not – I've had my cereal, right, and it's done. I don't need to drink that milk. <laughs> Wait a second. Not, hold on, hold sugar. on. Breaking, breaking news. You don't you dump your milk out after you're done eating cereal? Is yeah. that what you said? Holy moly! I, I, I don't know. I have to have that milk because there is something that just it, I it like nice warms my heart and soul. Wow! Drinking that milk. <laughs> I've never heard of anyone dumping the milk. That's fantastic. I didn't know that. I didn't even know that was humanly possible. That's no, you've never heard of that? I have friends who don't drink the milk. Oh, my goodness. No, I've always downed the milk. I never, wow. Okay. Well, my favorite, part, my favorite part is the milk. That's why I actually, I mentioned the milk store. Like, part of why I love the ice cream and stuff from the milk store is because they made it based on the, the, the taste of that soggy milk. Right. Okay, let's move on. We've got 25. We only have four minutes, and we still have 20 left. Ready, Matt? Oh, we, yes. We're never getting through that. <laughs> it's going to be a, light, a lightning round time. Uh, right? I was going to say that, but I'm like, yeah, we're not, not even we have, a lightning round. <laughs> we, have four, we have four minutes to debate 20 topics. Are you ready, Matt? 
Yes. Jimmy's, Jimmy's or Sprinkles? I've always called them uh, Jimmy's. Matt? They, they are Jimmy's. Uh, I will allow people to say rainbow sprinkles, but they're absolutely <laughs> chocolate Jimmy's. And this is very much one of those regional things. I, one of my best friends, he's from Queens, and he crucifies me every time I say Jimmy's. Wow. I'm from Connecticut, and I call them, originally I'm from Connecticut, and I call them sprinkles. Wow. Okay, let's move on because we got 20. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go to the next one. The next one is, is a burrito a sandwich? No. Now, here's, I'm going to take the opposite side on this. A burrito is actually an outer type of bread, right? The, the, the uh, burrito itself, and then it's stuffed with something. So I understand why people say this. Uh, but what do you think? Burrito a sandwich? I'm still going to say no. Matt, your opinion on burrito being a sandwich? Burrito is not a sandwich. If a burrito is a sandwich, then a calzone is a sandwich. That's <laughs> definitely not a sandwich. Yeah. All right. I, so I, I will agree feelings. with that method. <laughs> we have strong feelings that a burrito is not a sandwich. It is so not a sandwich, but it's delicious. Okay, yay, yay or nay, yay or nay, do you eat the crust with your pizza? When you get a slice of pizza, do you eat the crust also? I say yay. Matt? If, if you don't eat the crust, you didn't finish the pizza. That's what I say. <laughs> Amorous? The crust is for dipping. Okay, I'll, I'll take that, but you still eat the crust. Yeah, it gets well, eaten. Yeah, that, so, that yeah. would be insinuated. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, candy corn, yes or no? I was shocked to find out people don't like candy corn. Candy corn is a yes for me, Matt. It's that it's a waxy candle, but uh, it's delicious for whatever reason. Amorous? Absolutely not. It's it's like a sugar shock. <laughs> <laughs> this is why this is the great foodie debate. We're passionate about our feelings. We're showing them to our audience. We're hoping the audience gets back to us uh, with their passionate uh, uh, their passionate thoughts. Dark toast or light? I say dark. Matt? Uh, I'd like my toast to be uh, a seven coming out of Hollywood tans. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was good. That was good, Matt. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm definitely like... Hollywood tans, medium tone. <laughs> okay. All right. You're in between. All right. Next foodie debate. And I welcome all emails because I have very strong opinions on this. Popeye's chicken sandwich or another fast food spot. I got to be honest with you. I paid $5 for that stupid Popeye's chicken sandwich that people were fighting each other over. I thought that was the worst sandwich I've ever had. And that says a lot because I've eaten millions of sandwiches. I am other fast food spot matt other fast food spot absolutely amorous definitely another fast food spot yeah because I, I thought it was the most disgusting thing i've ever had i all got right. food poisoning oh boy all right let's keep going <laughs> our lawyer is not working today so hold on. <laughs> uh home pizza or delivery what do you like better i actually like delivery matt Oh, delivery. Get that uh, DiGiorno out of here. I don't want to see it in the house. Just bring me the pizza. Amherst? Do you, do you mean like how home homemade do you mean? Well, homemade, uh, not from scratch. I'm talking about the freezer ones. 
Oh, no, not the freezer ones. If you're doing freezer versus delivery, definitely delivery. Okay, now I'm going to start stir some trouble. Dining on time, yahoo.com. Waffles or pancakes? I'm going to say neither. I cannot stand sweet stuff in the morning. Waffles or pancakes, Matt? Hold on to your butts. It's <laughs> waffle time. <laughs> you like waffles? Absolutely, waffles. Okay. Amorous? If I have waffles, I have them with chicken. Chicken and waffles? Chicken yeah. and waffles. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you didn't get it. <laughs> I, um, okay. I prefer French toast, actually. I do. I actually do like French toast. All right, we got one. French and toast a half. is sweeter than pancakes. <laughs> I didn't a... say I don't like sweet. I said I I would have chicken and waffles. We have one and a half minutes. This is the great foodie debate. Uh, let's go on with cheese grits, butter, or plain grits. I'm a cheese grits person. Matt. Oh, cheesy grits. Amorous. Um, I like my grits with shrimp. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, next one. How do you eat your eggs? Do you like them scrambled, sunny side up? Well, how do you eat your eggs? I'm a scrambled guy. Matt? Uh, I do over medium. I like to get a nice little layer of white over the yolk, but still a very breakable and runny yolk. Amorous. I am over hard or scrambled. Okay. Uh, we got one minute. Hard shell or soft shell? Hard shell or soft shell tacos? I'm a soft shell. Matt? Oh, soft corn tortilla. <laughs> All right. I'm going, with, I'm going with the um, soft shell as well. But, you know, I like mine from authentic, uh, authentic places. Okay. We have another one. The next question, and we're going to end it, is... Uh, when you get a burger, do you guys get lettuce, tomato, onion, and pickle? I do not. I tell them to leave it off. I do not like vegetables. Really? With, I do not like vegetables with my burger. Matt? Cheese, and that's it. Cheese, bacon, maybe an onion. Onion is the only type of vegetation I want to see near my burger. I agree. Amorous? I disagree with the two of you. I love my meat. I really do. I like it partially mooing um, with some cheese, but I go hog wild when it comes to burgers. So mine are much more interesting. Okay. Hog, and hog wild means that you put bacon on it and maybe some brisket. Some <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, keep talking. <laughs> All right. We want to thank our listeners for listening. This was the great foodie debate. Those 50 food topics that I chose were highly debated on the Internet within the last year. So we gave you our thoughts. Now you give us your thoughts. Dining on a dime at Yahoo.com. Go to Twitter at Dining on a Dime, the number one. Tweet at us. If you disagree with us, we love it. If you have hate mail, send it. Uh, The purpose of this show was to stir some debate, get people talking, uh, and, and that is the purpose of this show. Uh, keep in mind that our show is on all podcast platforms, including Spotify and iHeartRadio. I looked at our stats from Spotify and iHeart. They can be improved. We are on Spotify and iHeartRadio. Don't forget. 
Matt, plug your show. You have a fantastic podcast. Plug that podcast. Yes. Uh, if you want to hear uh, more from me, I am on Twitter at uh, mmaritea22. Uh, it's the same Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can always find me there. And my podcast, uh, I usually talk about uh, local craft beers in the area, Philly sports scene. Uh, I would love to address your hate mail for some of my food opinions. Uh, so that is going to be the Sporting, Ch uh, the Sporting Chance podcast. You can find that on Apple Podcasts. And it's Sport Chance Pod on both Twitter uh, and Instagram. Amherst, give a plug real quick, and then we're going to go. Um, just that you can find me on social media. My handle is ARPolicus. Um, it's a long handle, but you can find me across the board using that handle. And soon hopefully a website sounds great thank you for listening to all our listeners around the country have a great week we'll see you in two weeks you can find table for one written by dining on the dime's own kevin wilson at barnes and noble and amazon.com be sure to download john cole's other two podcasts the food truck authority and fooding around with Tony Luke at wildfireradio.com. <laughs>